down to episode number checks notes 61 of the down south photo show <laughs> with uh with me brendan waits here in ocean grove uh, victoria australia and the man is back after a week off a week of high adventure and hijinks which we will be talking about tonight on the down south photo show give it up for cam blake in hobart tasmania good evening hello cameron good evening brendan uh brandan how are you going good to be back it is. It's good to have you back. Um, yeah. Ash Hughes did an amazing job filling in at incredibly short notice. And when I say incredibly short, it was like literally that afternoon. Yes. I said, how would you like to? And he, he stood yeah. in, he says, as he tell turns. you what, he, um, he, he, he doesn't mind getting on the show, does he, Ash? No, it's good. And and he, yeah, it's good. he always says that he thinks he rambles and he's no good at it. He's actually quite good at it. I, for, for a dude that doesn't do this sort of stuff, and that's his second and, attempt and, at and, it. And, and we don't ramble? Come on, Ash. Well, we can talk under wet cement with a mouthful of peanuts. And do you know, in my grade two report card, it actually said that. <laughs> that you could you could talk <laughs> under concrete with a mouthful of peanuts? Absolutely. My under grade two cement with a mouthful of peanuts. My grade two and grade three, four, five, and pretty much the whole thing <laughs> through school. Was Cam, could be, Cam could be anything if he just concentrated and stopped talking. Man, we are we are kindred spirits, you and I. I'll I tell think you. so. So, so, so if you went you went to school when they used uh, ink things, didn't ink, ink tanks? Yeah, ink ink wells. Ink that's wells. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I wasn't I wasn't at school then. No, that's right. Um, so thanks again to Ashford for, for thanks, joining Ash. the show. Thanks to everyone who liked, shared, followed the episode as usual, and for subscribing to our YouTube channel and to the podcast. We uh, appreciate it greatly thank you very much i was, I was thinking I, I did listen to the episode i listened to it on the way back from my adventure and after ash said that he did 62 weddings in a year i'm like crazy that dude could sponsor the show He's, <laughs> he must he must be loaded with cash surely he could just be giving us a thousand dollars a week for sponsorship i know and, and i let him on here for free what was i thinking I anyway he's rolling in the dough Ash Hughes, brought to you by Ash Hughes Photography. Like if you average out what a wedding photographer is charging, you know, he's probably out charging three to five grand a wedding. Oh, and the rest. Exactly. And there's not much overheads when you're running, a, when you're doing wedding photography. Man of his caliber. Absolutely. Uh, brilliant. Um, Amazing. Let's, uh, let's, we'll kick things off. It's, it's going to be a fairly <clears throat> camp centric uh, episode as it was last year after you came back from your big adventure. Um, but that's a good thing. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with your background, Cameron. Where are you Ooh, coming let, to let, us let, from tonight? Let me use my little thing. Oh, I am coming to you from the side of the Stormbreaker sail ship. Try to say that in a mouthful of marbles. Um, this is coming back up the Gordon River after our little adventure down the Franklin. It was a beautiful morning. We got a little bit of light licking the top of those trees there. And hanging off the side of the boat, decided to take a uh, bit of a snap. Um, but it was a bit cold, but it was a stunning morning. So we always get these amazing reflections on the way back. Um, it's really contrasting because we go down this river where it's absolute violence for eight days. And then you get out on this river and it's nothing but peaceful sailing for about six or seven hours back to uh, Strawn. So that's where I was uh, cruising along. Um, I, th I think people who are listening to this in their cars or on their headphones while working out, they need to at some point jump on the YouTubes and have YouTube's. a look at that photo because it's an absolute cracker. How's the reflection? Shut the, reflection, the front door. The reflections are off the charts on the Gordon River. Uh, and it's like that all the time. It doesn't seem to get ripples apart from when boats go down there. And we had a little bit of morning fog. And like I said, the sun just started playing beautifully. Oh, the the light on, on the trees in the distance oh, there. Yeah, it's nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think it's really cool, the the little bow wave of the boat. How's yeah. the uh, how's the alignment? Like it's lining up the reflection of the mountains. Yes, 
You've outdone yeah, that, yourself that, there, Cam. That was all done on purpose, that. Naturally. Naturally. No, um, so, yeah, beautiful. beautiful <laughs> We're professionals. <laughs> We're professionals. And you've got some cool trees in yours. I love those trees. Do you know, are they... And, have they got a special name apart from cool trees? Oh god, now you put me on a spot. Um hang on, let me cover my let me cover my thing. Um they're, cool. oh, they're a pine they? of some sort. Yeah, they're 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 not your classic pine that you find. Um so normally along the coast here, we have, as people probably are aware, we have the Norfolk Island pines, which oh, yes. are the big tall ones that were planted literally centuries ago, well, almost two centuries ago now. Yeah. Uh, so that they could use the pine trees for masts for their sailing yes, ships. That's right. But that was a very common thing that happened, particularly along the west coast, the uh, Shipwreck Coast and uh, Great Ocean Road, all the way down Port Ferry, uh, all the way to Port Ferry, where there's yeah. heaps of Norfolk Island pines there. Yeah. These little pines, someone will tell us. I, I can't remember the name off the top I'm, of my head, but anyway, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to Google them, but they're cool. Yeah, they are cool. They're gnarly. They get they they generally lean towards the well, lean with the prevailing wind, which is really yes. cool. So yeah. you get all these cool little um, patterns and textures and effects and stuff in them. So yeah, um, that photo was done uh, on a workshop that I was a seascapes workshop that I did out of Torquay. So this is Torquay. This is Point Danger. Anyone who Danger. knows Torquay, in fact, if I point there-ish, that's about where Ocean Grove is, way off in the distance. So yeah, um, this is down in. Down in sunny Torquay, and um, literally just getting out of the car. This is the car park at Point Danger, but I just really love the yeah that tree. Yeah, it was just, just yeah. The, the clouds and that tree really stands out against that background, which is pretty cool. Yeah, something that made it. I don't know. It it worked. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we we talk a lot about composition on this show, and uh, proof in the pudding for both our photos that how important composition is. Yeah. Are they conifer, conifer trees? No. No, I don't think so. Um, you'll say it and I'll go, of course they are. But anyway, I can't remember. Right now. It's some we'll kind find of pine. Someone will tell us. What, what are those crazy looking pines? Because hit, hit us up in the comments below. Yeah, we have some of those down out on the way to the West Coast on the Tarkine. We, you go past these huge ones of those. Again, they're sort of planted for, uh, I think they're more windbreaks than anything else. Yeah. But well, they, they're not native. They're, they're not native, but, yeah. but they are incredibly looking cool trees. So they they do they do look good. They come up quite well in the mm. old pho photograph. Yeah. Um. So now, Cam, you had a few days since you got off your big adventure. Um. You kind of tried to relax. You went and got yourself a little bit ill, I hear, which is unfortunate. Yeah. If, if by relax you mean exiting from both exits. We. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I was. Um. I, it, it was it was a doomed decision. So we, we got back to Strawn and we unloaded the boat that we're on here. And then it's another sort of five, six hours back to Hobart. So, you know, one big slow bus with trailer and all the gear. And so you expect to be on the bus for a while and chilling out. And the wonderful folk at the Franklin River Rafting uh, at Strawn said, look, we're going to get lunch on the way, but we're going to put an order in, a phone order. I'm like, yeah, cool. That sounds like a good idea. So everyone got their order going. So the typical Tasmania, like here's the menu order what you want so all 15 went oh, i'll have one of those this 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 we all go to the toilet and get a drink and then come back and they're like right they got none of that on the menu but what they do have is a chicken sandwich with spinach or something like that and everyone's like okay i guess i'll have that and this this cafe is in the it is in, it couldn't be any further in the middle of absolutely nowhere i've driven past this place it looks like a haunted house and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're going there. Okay, cool. And yeah, I had I had this sandwich, but it, I'm pretty sure this chicken sandwich just didn't agree with me. And then I was violently, violently ill for the next 24 hours. Um, mm. I have not been that sick. I, I actually, I, I actually don't think I'm 43, almost 44. 
I don't think I've actually had food poisoning before. I think I've had it when I got back. Yes, it, um, it sounds very much like you had food poisoning. I mean, yeah, I commented I immediately when I saw you tonight that you have trimmed down. Yeah, so trimmed there's down a, a bit. The pro chip guys, if you want to lose some weight, dysentery, <laughs> yeah. no problem. The, uh, I won't name I won't name the cafe, but uh, if no, you're going, you get if, sued. if you're going between, let's say, <laughs> Derwent, Derwent Bridge and Queenstown, and you come across a cafe that looks like a haunted house, yeah, maybe uh, go for the cakes. They had some really nice cakes. So yeah, okay, so that's where everyone's now going to drive past and go. That's where Cam got nailed. Lost his shit, literally. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, so uh, yeah, I've been a bit unwell, but I'm I'm feeling a bit better. It's taken me a few days to get over it, but um, excellent. Yeah, so good. I'm glad you're back on deck and able to mm. record the show tonight for our good listeners out there. Yeah, um, my Should week's we... been busy, busy, busy. You're always busy. You're non-stop busy. No, I am, but it's now. It's when things go to the next level because. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, something happens on the 25th of December, but uh, apparently everyone's got to be prepared for that. So, yeah, um, yeah just flat out, we, we received a massive shipment of profile frames today. Oh, nice. Um, like, I think on the invoice it said 247 kilograms of frames. I don't know why they tell it, do it in kilograms, but that's what it was. Right. Which, okay. So a quarter of a ton of frames arrived on my doorstep today and I had to unpack all those and get them all yeah. on the shelf and ready to go. Yeah. Um, literally had buy, people buying them out of the box. <laughs> That's great. Oh, you got your frames back in. Great. I'll have them. Yeah. So, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, busy, busy times at the shops, plural. Um, the Torquay yeah. shop, of course, is cranking along now. So, nice. It'll, um, and, and as always, going. as always, I, I'm concerned about your staff. How are they going? <laughs> uh, none of them listen. You don't have to do that. Aren't they? Okay. No, I, mean, <laughs> I always worry about it because, like, we've been in it. I've been in that retail spot. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, like, they're, they're no, so, uh, yeah. This year, I've got um, one of my oldest staff working with me still and my newest who yeah. has never not done a Christmas yet. Right. So, um, she's in for a little treat. She's uh, going to age. <laughs> I've, 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 it's funny, like, you can tell them as much as you like, but until you've actually experienced that kind of busyness where yeah. we literally do five days trade a day yeah. for three weeks. Yeah. Um, so it, it gets, it gets silly and you know, the, the long hours, but look, you know, it, it happens for four or five weeks of the year. Oh, it's yeah. fine. I'm, I'm yeah. conditioned to it. Um, we'll be totally fine and, and we'll get there and we'll produce some fantastic products for people. Of course. Make some nice frame yeah. photos and uh, getting a lot of landscape stuff in. A lot of people's own landscape stuff that they want on their walls. Maybe they've seen how we do it and get yeah. it up on our walls, and they want to get their own done. Maybe the message is getting out there that you need to print. Yes, we had this we conversation had... a lot on the river we too. We have uh, this conversation a lot on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe there's more people that listen to this than we realize. <laughs> well, there is a yeah. mm. um, subscriber count is slowly creeping towards 400 on the tubes, which is pretty no, cool. It's not. Um, I've looked. Well, okay, when I say 400, I mean 350, but that's fine. Okay. Um, it's more than that. Anyway, whatever. Uh, we had a listener come in during the week, and I've completely forgotten her name. I'm <laughs> sorry, but Good she'll time. know who it is. She got a photo of the um, of the uh, lunar eclipse from last oh, week. Oh, right. Um, came up beautifully. She was absolutely wrapped. Is it in um, focus? Pin. Okay. Is pin it sharp? interesting with some sort of foregroundy or you know what or... makes it what made it really interesting is that so 
beautifully, I would say, spot metered off the face of the moon. So nice. everything you could see the man in the moon and the detail and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But also her exposure was just right. So she had these trees that were silhouetted across the bottom. Perfect. And the trees were just barely silhouetted. So it wasn't a cliched silhouette. It was they right. were real, it was really subtly done. Nice. And when I showed her the photo, I said, now these are going to be really dark. She said, perfect. That's how I want it. And I went, excellent. There you go. <laughs> See, so, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not out. hard to take a decent photo of the blood moon. Yeah. I'm so sorry for forgetting your name again. But anyway, it'll come back to me when we're off air and then I'll put in the comments or something. But anyway, sorry about it. Yeah, I'll apologize on Brennan's behalf because he's terrible. I'm the worst with names. And and yeah. I always put it down to, you know, age. I, 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 that yeah, <laughs> dementia. But I, I, I'm at the shop. And, you know, I always say, well, there's, you know, a thousand of you, but only one of me. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, that's right. You know, and they're all, yeah. And it's, it's particularly hard when I'm at the supermarket, you know, and I see a yes. customer and, the, yeah, yes. oh, hi, Brendan. And it's like. Oh, that was like um, BFOP the other week up in Brighton. Well, you'd be the same. Oh, we walked this I mean, far you're famous. Well, yeah, I'm famous in my own lunchroom. Um, <laughs> oh, we walk in the BFOP and there's 500 people at a festival like, hey, Cam. And I'm like. Hey you! Hey you! How you going? Hey, oh, we, we've spoken to. We've, I've, I've made a few comments on your photos. Don't you remember me? I'm like, I loved. I'd love to remember you, but I, I really don't. Um, <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, it does. It gets hard, and even like even with workshops, like sometimes I get to day four and I'm like, uh, yeah, Brendan, yeah, Brendan, yeah, can you do right. that for me? And it's just like, yeah. God. So yeah, I know. Anyway, but that's how it is. That's what happens with age. Um, so our main topic for discussion tonight is your amazing trip uh, down mm. the mighty Franklin River, yes, in Tas Vegas. Um, yes. How did it stack up against other Franklin River trips? Uh, pretty bloody amazing, to be honest. Um, how many, how many have you done for context? How many have you done? This you done is three or four. I think this is my seventh trip down there. Seven. Holy yeah, smokes. yeah. Um, but this, and, and I'll put it, we'll put a bit of a note out there. This, this is going to be maybe a part one of the Franklin River trip because next week we're going to have a very special guest on the trip. We are uh, on, on the show from the trip. We're going to have Tom Putt visiting at us. Uh, he couldn't make it this week because apparently he's living in his car tonight and can't get online. I don't know why. Um, I didn't so, buy that for a second, that excuse, by the way. Well, the, this is, the, he said it to me a couple of times. I'm like, why are you in your car? He, apparently they're doing a big install of one of his art pieces. I think Mary might, his wife might have kicked him out. I think he might, she might have finally cracked the shits and said, "You're out for a week." <laughs> um, so yeah, he's going to join us. Um, he's going to join us next week, and we'll have a bit of a, a chat about his uh, perspective on what happened. But yep. um, it was a great trip. We had a really, really cool crew. Um, we so we had the two boats of us, so the eight of us, and then we also had three other punters join us who had missed out on a tour last year, so they just tapped them on our tour. And you couldn't have asked for a greater group of people to gel. Like everyone just got on really well. There was no, there was no nothing. Like everyone just got on well and, and did the job that we had to do. Um, in regards to epicness, uh, we started off in really nice sunshine. We had a few nice days of warm sunshine. And then Mother Nature went, oh, sorry, I forgot it's it's winter. So it brought back rain. Um, it got really cold. We had a bit of hail. We had a bit of wind. The river rose uh, close to two metres while we're on there. Uh, so that made things quite interesting. Um, now, so but, I want to I want to pause for a second here. So for the listeners at home, um, how do you cope in those conditions? Now, clearly you're wearing wetsuits. Is that right? Yeah. So in regards to that, you mean how do we deal with the cold? And the yeah. Wetsuit? How do you stay, how do you stay warm? Yeah. So we we have you have almost two kits. So you have like a boat kit, and then you have like a camp kit. 
So your camp kit goes in a beautiful dry bag that goes in the boat that stays dry the whole day. But while you're rafting on this trip, for the first half, I just had a wetsuit. Um, and then underneath, they give you like a thermal top underneath. And then you pull your wetsuit over that. Then they give you like a splash jacket and then a, a life jacket. So you've got a few layers. And when it got a bit cold, what I did then is I put a, a thermal layer base on my bottoms and my top plus their thermal plus that plus the other thing. So we just added a few layers. Um, you also wear um, neoprene socks. They like the surf socks. Uh, you wear a pair of woolly socks under them and pull them over the top just for another layer as well. So even though it was like, I, I didn't find it cold and I'm probably more acclimatized down here. There was a few days where the, some of the ladies were getting a bit cold and um, Tom was starting to shiver a bit, but um, that was more so when we just stopped for lunch or stopped to move the boats around and wrap it. Yeah, so like when, when you're actually, because I'm also assuming that you've got an oar and you are paddling down this river. Well, you've right? actually got a paddle apparently because an oar is actually connected to the boat. A paddle mm. is individual. There you go. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got told about six times when I said it wrong. Um, so, yeah, you got, <laughs> you, you, got a, you got a paddle. So you're always on the move um, and you're always pumping blood through you. And, and if you're not in the boat, like I said, sometimes they line the boats through the, the rapids or you're having lunch or whatever. So you're always moving around on the shore or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then when you get to camp, you, you crack open your dry bag, you get out of your wetsuit, get out of all your uh, wet clothes, get into dry camp clothes. The only bad thing about it, or the only hard thing about it is the next morning you've got to put on a wet wetsuit and different sort of so it's usually just the wetsuit that's that's wet. Everything else is relatively dry or you know, minor bit of dampness to it. But yeah, so you manage. You just uh you just, So so you put on a wet wetsuit, but your body temperature sort of warms it up and then yeah, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and and when you get on when you get your wetsuit on, generally that everything else is ready in the camp to be put in back into the boat. So you're moving around, you're lifting barrels, you're moving your bags down, you're putting camera cases away. So you start moving, you warm up pretty quickly. So um, how many, uh, on average, like how many hours a day were you actually in the boat? Uh, good question. I think on average, I reckon, I'm going to say maybe four hours a day Yep. in the boat. There was a couple of short days and a couple of long days, which averaged it out. And then when we got to camp, we had, you know, the sun was going down about 8 o'clock, 8.30. So we're getting we're getting a good four or five hours every day around camp to take some photos and chill out and have a rest and eat. And gen generally speaking, because obviously you're camping on literally on the banks of mm. whatever nature's giving you, you're, you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how far from camp could you stray like to chase photos? Because so yeah. obviously this is a photography show. So you, you were, you were, you know, you, people would be interested to know about the photo photographic opportunities mm. on a trip like this. Absolutely. So, you know, how, could you go as far as you want or was there restrictions? Yeah, you're, you're really only restricted by by the landscape, really. Um, so there were some sections where we camped where you could have you could have walked as far as you want up and down the creek, or up and down the river on the, on the foreshore, um, on the bank, sorry. And then there was other ones where you might have been restricted 50 metres either way. Um, so, yeah, some camps... Um, some camps are bigger than others, but the, what I found, and, and this is what I love about watching these these photo trips we do, is people getting to camp and the first couple of days they're a bit like, oh, what what am I meant to be shooting? Like, there's a river. What else is there? Like, what else am I meant to shoot? And a little bit of coaching, a little bit of encouragement, and you sort of get people then starting to look at those real abstract shots and those really fine details. You know, there was these beautiful wild orchids down the river that are pretty are quite rare to shoot. Uh, there was lots of waratah out down the river. Beautiful patterns in the water, beautiful patterns in the rocks, um, hue and pines. There was all these cool little abstract things that you could easily get shots of. So a lot of people think that they're going to go do this sort of 
photography trip and just shoot big landscapes like the one behind us but really it's quite a tight river so you've got to think outside the box a bit but once everyone gets their head around that you know you can you can just see people getting the camp going well there's a cool tree there's some really cool bark but there's a really good view down the river as well oh that's a really cool flower so you could see them starting to make a list of things they were going to shoot each day when they got in there so it was yeah it'd be it'd be pretty cool because each day you are in a new section of the river yeah yeah. Um, was there, and I, I'm assuming, I think I already know the answer to this, but would you be rafting along and just wish you could bail right there to get shots? Yeah, that, that happens a lot. And that, that's one of the other things that people need sort of sometimes switch off a bit. Um, a lot of guys had the TD6, uh, TG6 Olympus yep. uh, stuffed in their little uh, life jacket there. So there's a couple of little spots where it's quite calm where we can actually get the bigger cameras out and shoot as we're on the river. But it only happens probably a couple of times on the whole trip. But yeah, you're, you're, you'd be paddling along and, oh my God, there's a massive waterfall. Okay, we can't get the cameras out, you know, either the phone or or the, or the little waterproof camera. But I think that's the beauty of this trip as well. It's not only do you walk away with some really great photos, but you, your visual memory of the whole trip is just incredible. Like you, you won't have a photo of it, but you'll go, remember that huge waterfall? Remember that massive forest we went through or, you know, huge rapid that we, we went past? So, uh, but yeah, there is definitely spots and tom and i were talking about that like if we had the courage and the skill probably more the skill uh you go down there on your own in a little pack raft or something like that and spend a good couple of weeks because you could you could walk away with some incredible photos but um this one's a bit different a little bit restricted based on what you're rafting and how you're rafting um but yeah you still walk away with some beautiful shots and we're talking for the whole time i'm assuming we're in a national park you are not only in a national park, you are in a world heritage area. So yes. you are in the, it's called the Wild Rivers Franklin Gordon National Park, uh, but it is also the Tasmanian, in the heart of the Tasmanian World Heritage Area. Um, and obviously the history behind the Franklin River with the damming and the protesting that happened in the early 80s. I think, uh, and I'm pretty sure Tom will explain this quite well in the next episode, but I, I think that really hit home for a lot of people on this trip. Um, and I guess that's the other thing with what we do. You, you go to a place so many times, you sort of, you don't lose the the respect for it, but you sort of lose the the impact that has on you because you've been down there a few times. But uh, this trip, you could just tell people were like, what the hell were these people thinking? Like, why were they going to destroy this entire place just for a pissy little bit of hydropower? Yeah. So once, um, once that uh, mindset got into people, um, it changed the group a bit, actually. The dynamic of the group went from, this is a really cool rafting trip to, my God, what were they thinking? This is incredible. You know, why did they even think about doing that? So, um, so yeah, that's a, it's a definitely an important part, not only in Tassie, but just, well, it's a world heritage. So um, this region um, only falls behind, uh, there's a national park in China. I can't, I can never think of the name of it, but it ticks more boxes in the Tasmanian World Heritage Area. Um, but in regards to world heritage significance, but this region is second on the list. So it's got everything. It's got natural significance, cultural significance, geology. Um, it's got everything. So it's an incredible place. Which always leads us back to that brilliant photo by Peter mm. Dombrovskis of, uh, you'll, know, you'll tell me the rock, place. Rock, rock Island Bend. Rock Island Bend, which was made world famous um, yes. yeah. during the damming of the Franklin protests yeah. Um, yeah that peter shot to show people do you understand exactly we're not just this is not just any old river this is the franklin which has mm. these incredible places uh, and as you say of cultural scientific heritage you know which uh yeah 
it was probably a probably a good thing they never dammed that place. Yeah, well, even in like this, uh, like there's ind- indigenous caves in in regions of this river. Um, yeah. Uh, the the local the local mob here have asked that people don't go in this cave anymore. Um, I think it's called Kudakina Cave, um, but they, they they found remains of uh, stone tools and things like that, and they 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 aged them back to being there thirty thousand years ago. Incredible. So you know before that that was actually a river. It was an, another thing, whatever it might have been. Um, so you're not only that, but then you've got incredible limestone regions. You've got quartz. Uh, you've got all this incredible geology going through there as well um so it's an amazing place and it's it's definitely not for everyone it's not a trip that everyone can do um you definitely need to be a bit fitter and a little bit um more agile on your feet there's a little bit of getting around that's not normal so to speak uh it's not footpaths and walkways the whole way but for those who do come down um i would bet you my last dollar that not one single person works walks away without being affected with what they've been down we had two lovely ladies tanina and joe who were my customers who for the last year and a half have been wanting to go down this river. Um, we had tears, we had near misses, we had uh, laughter, we had everything on this trip with these two ladies, um, but they absolutely smashed it. They were, they were very low in confidence before they started that they were going to make it, uh, but they smashed it, they made it through. We did some things on this trip that we don't normally do in regards to walking around uh, rapids and things like that. We did a, a massive, massive portage so speaking of Rock Island Bend, we couldn't get anywhere near Rock Island Bend. The river was in that much flood. Um, it was huge. So we had to walk up, literally abseil up this mountain over this uh, rainforest and then down the other side and walk about 500 metres along the, 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 the riverbank to our camp. It was bloody hard work. It took five almost five hours to do this portage, um, carrying everything. It was incredible. Yeah. So it was a big, big trip. Was good. Well, well done to those ladies in particular that managed mm. to. I mean, it, it is. It's. It just does look incredible. Yeah. And uh, maybe this photographer from Ocean Grove should get his act together and tick off another bucket list item. Yeah. Look, I, I reckon you would. You would love it. Um, yeah. For the sense of adventure as well. Like you just don't. It's so hard to. And and this. I think this is where Tom's going to give a good insight next week. Is that you don't get it until you've done it. And yeah. it's it's like the overland track that you're doing with me in April. Like, yeah, I can tell you how bloody awesome it is a thousand times. But until you yeah. do it yourself, no, of course, uh, and you get back from it. So, um, but yeah, it was an interesting trip. Uh, we had another visit from a from the Westpac helicopter. Well, I was gonna I was gonna ask whether we bring that up tonight or whether we leave that save that for Tom Putt next week. But uh, that, that's well, your call. Yeah, we can we can maybe <laughs> we can tease it. Yeah, um, yeah. Actually, we can leave it to next week, and Tom, Tom, and I can talk about that because we yeah, both, yeah. we both experienced. But um, this, thankfully, this time it was nothing to do with our group. Um, that, that thing follows you around like a giant mozzie, mate. <laughs> and you know what? I put something on Facebook the other day, <laughs> and the guy operating the winch on the chopper this trip is the same guy that winched me out of my trip. <laughs> there you <laughs> so, go. So yeah, I don't know what's going on. Um, so there, so folks, there was a winching and um, we'll talk about that next week. There's a teaser for you when we've got the yeah. uh, lovely Tom Putt on the show next yeah. week. So um, it, was, it was an amazing, and they do an so, amazing job. So the question, um, just getting back to the photography side of things, when you, so you say this is your seventh time down the river. Yeah. Um, when you look back, I don't know if you've compared your photos from other trips yet or had a chance to, do you find yourself taking similar photos or 
you know, does it improve or what, what's the difference in your photography between the trips? That's an excellent question because um that that's uh, so far tonight i've had uh, that's a good question and that's an excellent question. i'm doing something right here yeah you're asking all the right <laughs> questions it must be ash rubbing off on you it's, um, it's, it's definitely not on the running sheet as you know <laughs> no there's nothing with the running sheet's got about three lines on it tonight um no i think and it's like i said it is a good question because i find myself and i'm sure you do it as well that you know with ocean grove and talking all the places you go you sort of know subconsciously what you've already shot so you go yes. to a place and you're like like I already, I already know I've been here. I've already shot this. So I know when I get to every campsite or every location in the river where we stop, I'm like, I know I've already shot these things and I've already shot down river. So it actually, I think it actually focuses you more to be different again. Yeah. Um, I must admit, I started off this trip quite slow. I didn't take many shots at all in the first couple of days. And then towards the end, I was finding all these different things that I hadn't shot before in different conditions and things like that. So um, but I, I have a bit of a photographic memory with my work. I can look at something and go, I, I know I've already taken that shot. Um, and if I go to take it again, I'm like, no, I've already done no, that. No pun intended. No I pun mean, intended. Or, or, no. Or, or was it purely intended? <laughs> I, I think it's it's probably both, I think. You do have a photographic memory. Yeah. So, but yeah, I've come, I came back with some different shots this trip. Um, and, and that was actually really cool as well, you know, because we're all photographers in the game and, you know, I respect your work, you respect mine. And that, I'm sure that goes with Tom and I as well. He respects my work and I respect his. But he showed me some of the photos that he took on the trip. And I'm like, I've already got one of them like five years ago, or I've already got one of those last year. So we actually saw things quite similar along the way. Yeah, well, and, and that, that's what you would expect. And I fully hmm. expect that on the overland track that I'm doing yeah. with you that you've done 400,000 times. <laughs> yeah. um, it's yeah. going to be new to me and I'm excited yeah. by that. Um, yeah. And it'll be fascinating really to see what I see and yeah. how I want to photograph it versus how you do it. I would imagine, yeah. sure, we're going to be in the same environment. So we're going to, we're going to end yeah. up with, I should shoot similar stuff and yeah. you'll no doubt say, Oh yeah, I got that shot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think there's always a slight twist to it. Like there is Tom's yeah. would have had the Tom putt take. Yeah. On yeah. It, that's know? right. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you can see, I bet you could see that too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not to say also that, you know, I'm not saying, oh, I got the same shot as you, Tom. What are you doing? Stop copying me, or you know, Brendan, yeah. stop. It's not, it's not a, it's not a competition thing at no. all. It's just like, okay, that's the same shot I saw that you've taken. So, I think what I guess I'm trying to say is that us landscape photographers are, are trained in, our eyes are trained in a different way. Um, and having thinking about it now, I mean, I said before that I didn't take too many shots on the first couple of days. I think that was because I was actually excited just watching everyone else shoot and what they were yeah. shooting and, yeah. Um, Tom was great. Tom, Tom, uh, he, he's a bit of an energizer bunny and he was off every, every night he went, all right, I'm going down the river. I'm going up the river. And he he went to some spots that I've never been to because he was just willing to explore that further down the river. And yeah. um, he was happy to take a few people with him and we had a few people with me. And um, so, yeah, um, so different shots, um, conditions are different. Um, like I said, when we got to Rock Island Bend, it, it was absolutely bucketing down that river. It was you could have surfed down the road, Franklin. It was huge. <laughs> um, and there was a little bit, you could feel there's a maybe a sense of disappointment that we weren't going to get that classic shot that Peter got. But then all of a sudden that switched. And I said a couple of things, a few people, I'm like, we're not going to get that classic shot, but I've been down here seven times. Um, the guides that night between the five guides that we ended up having on the trip because we joined groups, uh, over 250 trips down the river between them all. Not one of them had seen it like that before at Rock Island Bend. And I said to these guys, I said, this might not look great, but this is a, this is historical. 
Like people haven't yeah. seen what the, yeah. everyone thinks this section's really nice and tranquil and calm and peaceful. It's not. It, it's it's violently bad today. And, and I said, yeah. get the shots of that because even though it's not the greatest light or the greatest shot, it's a moment in time that no one else has really seen before. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty very, cool. Like very well. good perspective. Absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah, that, it's uh, it's it's an awesome. It just sounds magnificent. Every time I talk to you about it, it sounds very very cool. Yeah. Um. So this will lead into uh, the next part of the show, but. Mm. Let's uh, let's give the listeners a bit of an insight, um, and we'll do this with Tom next week as well. But for you, what photographic equipment did you take? Uh, so I took. Um, I had a, I had a dilemma all the way up. I'm like, do I take this? Do I take that? Do I take this? Do I take? So that? do do you have a limit? Are you, you you obviously you do. Like you can't take forty kilos of gear. Yeah, you but- can't. No. Yeah, you can take but, you know you can't take forty kilos of gear, but you can easily take a slab of beer, and they no problem with that. <laughs> I love them. Just let me just share. Yeah. Um. So we get given. Well, I I I supply a fourteen hundred Pelican case. So it's about so big. Yep. So, for example, Tom was able to take two Nikon Z series with two lenses on them. Yep. Um. But I ended up taking. I took my Olympus OM one. I took the eight to twenty five. I took the seventy five one point eight. And I took the macro, 60 mil macro. Um, so that gave me a fairly good range from wide, wide angle to 150 mil equivalent with that if uh, with yeah. that 75 mil. Um, I also took my old OM3 Olympus camera, film camera. Fantastic. And I ended up, I took four rolls of film with me and I went through two. So I didn't shoot as much as I thought I would. Yeah. Um, but that's all I took. And then I, um, I took a, a few cloths cleaning cloths took a couple of battery banks to charge things up um and circular so you, you'll take and stuff like that. you'll take battery banks that the camera the battery charges on camera right so yeah, you're plugging right. in by a usb-c cable to charge that that's right yeah so yeah. and out of the whole trip i ended up taking about 1500 shots along the whole trip and i charged my camera once yeah which, that's good, and, it? and it wasn't even a full charge it was like 30 percent. i just topped yeah. it up yeah, that's fantastic, um, isn't it? Which is great. Um, however, talking about uh, as we'll get to our tip of the week later on, but yes, I did. We did have a few issues with the Pelican cases and a bit of condensation getting in. Oh, really? Uh, with with so because it was so cold, then all of a sudden the sun came out and it was cold, and the sun came out as soon as we opened those cases. The air temperature between inside the case and outside the case, we had a bit of fogging of lenses happening and viewfinders fogging up so we just um we'd really just had to let them sit and settle for about 30 minutes when we got to camp or in between when they started fogging up a bit which i was a bit surprised about but um yeah i, I must admit i was quite surprised with the om1 and the 8 to 25 the 8 to 25 lens I, I seem to have a few problems with it every time i put it on it'd be fogging up at the back element um mm-hmm. so when you you know you're obviously locking it on and locking air yep. in and so it really was a bit of patience like get the camera out sit it in the shade, let it acclimatize and then yep. go out and shoot. And that, that seemed to work. Okay. But yeah. Uh, but that's the gear I took. Um, well, there's a, there's a pro tip in itself. Well, it is. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's the same thing if you have a camera in the back of a car and then you, you get out and take shots in the snow or vice versa. You yeah. know, if you're hot, hot day and you put it back in an air conditioned car, you're going to create condensation. So the easiest way for I found was just open the Pelican case, let it sit in the shade for 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is. And then once everything got sort of to the same air temperature, then you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice one. Um, which mm. uh, leads us into just, well, well, we'll go with gear talk. Yeah. 
Gears you've got or... you've got something to show, uh, well, or oh, for the listeners to hear. Um, do, you, do you want to read what the title is of the Gear Talk? No. I, I'm not going to read it out loud, but yes, I, I can see what it says. Right. <laughs> I've, I've got to move back for this if I can. Okay, um, so Cameron's got himself a little a little lens to show us all. Yeah, I have a little lens in my possession. Look, look at. at Look All right, that. so for those people listening, Cameron has got a big white lens on the front of his OM system camera. I do. Uh, it would be how long, Cam? About 40 centimetres long? Mm, yeah, About go that. 30, 30, 40, yep. Yeah, yep. Uh, and what, what have we here, Cameron? So I have only a, one of a couple in Australia that I know of. Um, I have the OM Digital or the Olympus um, 150 to 400. 4.5 lens um unbelievable with a, with a built-in 1.25 teleconverter which you just switch on here okay so 150 to 400 so in olympus speak what no, you're holding no, there no, notice no back button focusing noticing just bang <laughs> what you're holding there is an equivalent 300 to 800 millimeter lens in Four full frame point. speak with a 4.5 constant aperture 4.5 constant aperture so that's pretty impressive 800 millimeters at 4.5 uh, in anyone's language is lovely and it's got uh, image stabilizer uh, it's got auto obviously manual focus uh, like i said it's got really cool built-in look at that look at that color coming off that coating there look at that that's just lovely that's it. Uh, it's got the inbuilt. Uh, it's got inbuilt uh, teleconverter, one point five, one point two five teleconverter. So that actually gets it up to almost a thousand mil. Um, wow. You know the, the most. This is about a. I think it retails for around about a twelve thousand dollar lens. Yep. They're, they're as rare as hen's teeth. These things. There's not many in Australia, if any. Um, so this is an incredible lens for wildlife. Uh, anything really. Um, the guys at IM Digital sent it to me and said, "Hey." See if you can get some landscape shots with this thing. So I've got it. I don't know how long I've got it for until they ask for it back, I guess. Um, so I'll be playing with this over the next few weeks, I reckon, and trying to get um, some interesting landscape shots. But it's not heavy. It's I know I know I crap on about you know it looks heavy. It looks heavy, but it's really not. Like I would say, this whole thing at the moment's weighing about two and a half, three kilos all up. Yeah, so right. I, I actually don't know what the dimensions of it are, but that was um, the first thing I picked it up. I went, oh, it's actually not that heavy. No. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you a few little specs on this bad boy. Yeah, do. So then I can uh, for, first of all, uh, you're right, $11,899. Um, so bah, 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 let's have a look here. Specs, that's what we want to go for. Yeah. Oh, under specifications, it says brand, Olympus. That's yes. nice of them. So that's about it. So never mind. We won't worry about that. Um, yeah, so F4.5 concert with a built-in uh, 1.25 teleconverter. That's pretty cool. So that built-in yeah. teleconverter, that's on a lever. Yeah, so you just, it must, something just, you just, it just switches down the teleconverter in front. Oh, so you can have, you have more, or less, no, it's it's either on or off. It's either on or off. It's either gotcha. standard or 1.25. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. So, um, yeah. No, very, and it's obviously for the micro four thirds system, so that can also be placed on a Panasonic body. Yes, it can. Yeah, very, very cool. And uh, so, so the aperture range is f four point five to f twenty two. So it's uh, we a very useful little landscape setup uh, for when you want to get those landscapes inside landscapes. Yeah, um, that, that's the thing. I've taken out yesterday and had a bit of a play with it, and I was shooting these. Well, we've got a bit of snow down here at the moment because it's you know spring. 
Um, because it's, it's nearly summer. Because it's nearly summer. <laughs> um, I was shooting mountains on the yeah you know, the other side of Lake Saint Clair late yesterday. Um, it was incredible. Um, so and like I said, I'm just looking at the specs now. Specs now, it's 1.8 kilos. That's that, outrageous. That is freaking nuts for for a 800 mil wildlife lens. That is now, it's, absolutely it's not cheap. outrageous. It's not cheap, and it's obviously for the micro four thirds system. And love it or hate it, that's fine. But you know, if you went and had a look at it, the equivalent in a Canon or a Nikon, yeah. uh, what are we talking? Three hundred? Did they even do something like that? Should well, Canon do? Canon make their one hundred to four hundred f four point five to five point six. That's probably their near the nearest one that's within reach of most people. Yeah, um, and S- Sigma do one as well. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a um that's around a four thousand dollar lens the canon one however i think as far as weight is concerned i'm just trying to look it up it's uh it's a lot heavier than that it's it's i know it is i've I've held it it's way more well the 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 sigma one's five and a half kilos yeah well there you go just to give you, <laughs> so it's give you like an idea. four times the weight like literally four times the weight so yeah so yeah. if you went and had a look what are we looking at here they don't. They don't really even make one, do they? No, nothing. Sort of, yeah. Around that, around that focal length. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh... so, but anyway, um, thank big thanks to Aaron at OM Digital. Um, I saw him in BFOP and I saw that lens. I'm like, when you're sending that to me as a joke, and he goes, when do you want it? I'm like, we can have it. So they sent it down. <laughs> um, I've got an uh, OM day on the weekend. I've got a little Olympus day on the weekend. So those guys who were booked into that, probably none of them are interested in an $11,000 lens, but you can have I'm a bit sure, of a play. I'm sure they want to put it through its paces. Oh yeah. You can have a bit of a play with it and um, we can scare the hell out of everyone in Richmond on the weekend with this massive big bazooka, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. And quality wise, I've had a look at some of the files already. I'm like, okay, this is, I I, I know it's a stupid amount of money, but I'm contemplating. I'm like, <laughs> Like, oh, how do I get one of those? What do I you need can, to sell? You could buy it and just rent it out and make the money yeah. back. Mm. Nah, nah, that's a that's a cool setup. I love it. Yeah, um, very cool. So there's a bit of gear talk for you. And the tip of the week, it's a, it's a short and sweet one, Cam. What is it? Yes. Uh the silica gel patches or Kate, or do you want to call them little pockets? Yeah. For your case, just talking about condensation and things getting moisture in cases and things like that. Those little things that they say don't eat, you know, those yeah. silica <laughs> gel, do not eat. Do not eat. Um, yeah. They're the easiest thing to put in your bag or your case just to help with moisture. So um, do you sell them in your shop? Uh, yes, I do. Well, that, so uh, can, that, that was that was an unrehearsed plug, but nice. You can buy them for, they're, they're not expensive. You can just buy mm. them in a little, little kit. They come with their own silica gel. Yeah, right. <laughs> to absorb all the moisture. Yeah, of course. From For the silica gel. Yeah, yeah. No, that don't. Yeah, no, shit. No, and um, yeah. So you can get it. I think from memory, you buy a bag of them for like twenty bucks, and then you yeah, yeah, and they've yeah. got their own individual little pouches. You can yeah. chuck them in. I I recommend you put if if you can, if particularly if you know you're going to be traveling to humid places. Yeah. So if you're going to uh, FNQ or um, Northern WA places like that, or the yeah. tropics, or you know Indo or places like that, then yeah, they're 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 really quite useful for um. Keeping your gear dry. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't take any on the Franklin River, but I reckon it would have made a big difference to have them down on the Franklin River. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a quick tip. Just if you can get your hands on them, put some. And you know, some if if you buy enough shit online like I do, you get them in the products that you buy anyway. Like absolutely, buy a buy, pair of shoes. I was going to say you buy a pair of shoes, and there's six hundred in there. If you buy yeah. anything from Digi Direct, they send a chuck a few in there. That's um, right. 
So yeah, put them in, put them in your cases, put them in your bag, and uh, save yourself a little bit of moisture. Nice, All right, easy tip, pro tip. Um, deer cam we don't have this week, so if you have a deer cam suggestion, please. Uh, fire what about it What about a deer Tom? Or a dear Tom, he's on next week. Well, we keep saying he's on next week. We kind of hope he's on next week. He may stand us up again like he did this week, but who knows? Actually, I think we stood him up. He's like, I can still get on. I can still get on and talk. I just have audio. I'm like, nah, mate, we're a visual show. No, sorry. No, yeah. we're, we're way more professional than that, mate. And you and you know, and you, you know what? We've caused a bit of a rift too. So mm-hmm. Tom has his little uh, podcast with Matt Crummins. You know Matt Crummins quite well I as well. I do know Matt. Well, uh, I haven't seen him for a long time, but I do know Matt. Yes. Yeah, there's there's a bit of a breakdown in the relationship there. I think Matt has got a little bit offended that Tom's coming on this show. Well, that's easy to fix. We just get Matt on the show the following week. I reckon we get a, well, we have both of them on. Would have been great to get Matt on this week ahead of Tom, yeah. but that's another story. Maybe we should Trump get Matt on first. Um, <laughs> but I have promised Tom that our podcast recording next week won't go for two and a half, three hours that he's used to. Uh, no. We keep it we keep it short and sharp on this show. We get to the point. Uh, no bullshit. Sometimes. Are we going to do a burst mode for Tom? I can see. Oh, him. most definitely. We will most do definitely. a burst mode for Tom. That's, that is definitely. Oh, I would say next week's show is going to sneak in just under the hour mark. It'll be lovely. Oh, you, you don't know, Tom. He can. He could. He could talk under wet cement with a mouthful of peanuts. <laughs> mouthful of peanuts. Well, um, so what have you got coming up this week, Cam? You said you got one last OM day to go. I do. I got one more out at Richmond. Um, and then I am off. I have a few months to chill out. Uh, I'm coming into Melbourne in January. So yeah. I really, I've got a, about a month and a half off before coming to Melbourne. I'm doing four OM days there, which sold out within seconds, which is great. Yeah. Catching up with your good self uh, for a milestone event. Yes, and uh, be good. we should do a podcast that night. And that would be <laughs> awful. Would be awful. <laughs> Let's not. That's, no, we won't be doing that. No. Um, yep. So, yeah, pretty much just winding down now, um, just getting a few things cleaned up in the office and getting a few things cleaned up around the house and, yeah, yeah. Voice. chilling nice. out. And you, and and you are just probably... You, you're going to need to go out and take photos, Cam. I am. I, I am. I, actually, I'm off to I'm off to Cradle Mountain tomorrow. Would you believe it? all places with that big lens? With that big lens, I've actually. Um, I think I might have told people here. I bought the minibus for my business last year or this year, um, and there's a little bit of leftover business from the the transfer company that I bought from my mate Chris. And um, so I got to actually take a couple of people from Lake Sinclair tomorrow up to Cradle Mountain so they can start the overland track. So these are these are great opportunities to take the camera. I drop them off or and take photos you know i'll be up that way yeah. um so i will take the big camera out i might try and get some wombats tomorrow there's some really cool wombats up there you need to deck the back of the bus out as a little bed and you can just camp in it and you know what that's a good idea mm. maybe i could do that as well i'm on fire tonight great yeah, questions what? good what? ideas i go away for a week and all of a sudden you become switched oh, on and just, tuned just in. pro host of the down south photo show yeah yeah very good uh yeah look it'll be this more of the same for me this week um i uh have uh a lot a lot going on it just it just gets as we get closer and closer to christmas it just gets more and more so um yeah, yeah not very very busy getting um canvas prints in fact as when we finish recording this i've got two canvases to stretch so i'll be doing that tonight so you're, uh, not, edit, you're not editing this and having it ready why not i will Jeez, you know man. i'm a man of many talents i'll do that and yeah. uh then yeah away we go so um one thing that i don't do and people ask me why i don't but it's more that I can't be bothered is uh, at, least you're at least you're honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Black Friday sales. Oh yes. I'm like, Go to hell. 
<laughs> you can Piss jam off your with your sales. Oh my people beep. Look, Are we gonna beep something? It's no. all it's just stuff that they can't sell during the year. They literally stock up on purpose for these sales. Does that right. give it away for you people? Like it's not it's, there's nothing special about it. Every, every, the, everyone loves a sale, mate. You know that. Yeah. And and you know, you, you go, oh, and they say, Oh, Black Friday sale and all this sort of stuff, and you look and it's like a camera from you know 2017 yeah. that they couldn't sell then. Yeah. And you know, and look, sure, there's a couple of sale things here or there, but it's just no, I don't get it. I just don't understand the, this thing. It, it does make same with Boxing Day. We had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. It does make you're, you're a bit of a Scrooge, aren't you? No, no, I, I'm very festive. It's just oh. the whole, you know, let's, let's go and spend so, all your money. You know, it's, on it the, on that note, what are your Black Saturday, Black Friday sales? Twenty percent off all canvases on there. <laughs> if you watch the show and you you send me a canvas job on this Friday. <laughs> This goes out Friday night. You're not going to get it in. Uh, no. If you send something in this weekend and say, I heard on the show that you're going to give me 20% off a canvas print, I'll do it. How many? Is there a limit to how many? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're just making shit up as you go. Sure. You're already I mean, busy. If people, you're already busy. A, if people want a Black Friday sale, there's your Black Friday sale. Hey, you're, already, you're already busier than a one-armed painter. Oh no, you're going to get your canvas in like the middle of next year. Middle of next year, yeah, you're already busy. Let's, let's, let's chuck an ad hoc sale in just to, <laughs> just to make it even busier. So exactly, yeah. Uh, so no, that I won't be doing. It's called Black Friday. It's, what's Cyber Monday? So, well, that's Cyber Monday is all the technical stuff. Black Sat Black Saturday. I keep that's the fires. Black, Black Friday, Friday is is anything goes. Black but Friday Cyber Monday, Friday Cyber... the thirteenth. Yeah, but Cyber now, now it happens to be the Friday after Thanksgiving in the US. Yeah, yeah, and now Cyber Monday is all like the tech stuff. So, okay. so Friday you give twenty percent off your canvases, mm-hmm. and then Monday you give twenty percent off any camera purchase, memory card, mm-hmm. things like that. I'll okay. run your marketing for you. Let me take over. Yeah, I can't give twenty percent off cameras. I literally don't have those margins to play. <laughs> oh, come on! There's always more than twenty percent in cameras. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there might have been in 1983, but yes. not now. No, there's not. There's not much now. Seven percent, four percent. Yeah, it's not much. <laughs> it's it's pretty ordinary. And Never mind. Still... Anyway, that's enough of that crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Cam. Good to see you back on Terra Firma. I hope you're feeling better. Thank you. Uh, I just want to do a big, big, big shout out to the guides we had on the Franklin River. So we had Max, Leon, Amy, and Mitch uh, from the Franklin River Rafting Company, and Elias and Franzi run the company. Um, if you're ever thinking of going down this river, it doesn't have to be with me. They're the guys you go with. Full stop. They are professional beyond professional. Link in description. All right, I'll add that on Friday afternoon. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. There we go. No, uh, all good. Yeah, good to see you. Great. Thank that's you. Good thanks no, to no. Ash again for taking over the show. Although Don't mention his name again. Well, you did throw off a couple of smart ass comments in there about me, Ash. Mm, I think about replacing to... you and yeah, I think he just needs to go back in his little talkie. Is he from Torquay? Torquay box? Yeah. Torquay. Yeah. When's he going around Australia? That that can't happen quick enough. <laughs> he's off uh he's coming your way yeah i know he's and then he hangs shit on me and he goes but hopefully cam will roll, roll out the red carpet that's right exactly yeah. i can tell you now i'm rolling out the shit rag for you <laughs> you will you'll, you'll uh i can see you two having a beer together it'll be wonderful well he needs to get in touch ash if you're listening because of course you do because i'm in melbourne from like the 10th to the 25th of january so it needs to be outside those dates for a catch-up so true yeah i'm sure it'll happen up there uh, yes. And that's Cam and Ash making a little personal rendezvous live on the Down South Photo Show. Um, we'll check in. We, 
We will, uh, we're out. We will see you next. <laughs> Thanks, Cam. All right. Toodaloo. <laughs> we will see you for episode 62 next week. Bye for now. Bye.